hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. So, Will, uh, I have some depressing news for you. I hate... Oh. This is well-documented on our podcast. Mm-hmm. It's one of our uh, sort of core personality traits is that me, myself, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a spork guy. So, no. <laughs> whenever there's spork-related news in the world, I sort of have to bow my head in shame and, and sort of duck the news cycle for a week or so. But I figured I'd bring Wait. this to your attention. This is this is the podcast. You just spoke for both of us to say that this is a depression moment. This for is us. a depression moment. This for, is a new low. No, this is There's... a depression moment for us. Uh, KFC has created a uh, finger sporks that you put on your finger like a <laughs> finger pocket and uh, sort of eat with your hands. Um, f- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to Google a little image yeah. of that. What are you talking about, finger sporks? Yeah, if you just Google KFC finger K- sporks, K- listeners KFC. at home. I, I I really you know I'm I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, and they do show them <laughs> dipping into God. a good a good bucket full of mashed potatoes and gravy on their finger oh. while it's on their finger and well I I just can't this, I just can't deal with that. This is not a good innovation. <laughs> I'm this glad we're not, on the same page. <laughs> this is okay. Here's the thing. Folks, this is, I mean, it's a simple description. It's a, it's sporks. You know those little like baby hands? <laughs> yeah, baby Imagine hands. Imagine right? that, uh, like that you can put on the end of your finger. Yeah, it's tiny that hands. low a spork. Yeah, tiny arms. This, this is the, I'm, I looked at Google image search. The first thing has an article from Food and Wine magazine. Thank you, Food and Wine. Food and Wine. KFC offers single uh, finger sporks with side dish meals. So they're, are they also offering regular sporks? Or are well, they only I think, offering these lesser materials? I wonder if they've swapped out their forks for these their fork uh, sporks for these finger sporks, the the smaller alternative. Now, see, this is hard for me because I do love a small. Like, listen, when you go to get ice cream <laughs> and you ask for that sample and you get that sample spoon, yeah. I love the sample spoon. When they say, "Would you like a spoon?" after I've had my sample spoon, I said, "No, no, I have my sample spoon. I will eat my ice cream with this from here on out." Theo, you may speak for the podcast by saying that. Yes. That is absolutely true. Yes. I have, love, we have a set of small spoons. Love the small spoon, which makes me think that maybe I could get used to the idea of the small spork, but they just look so impractical. It's the only time it's okay to stick your finger in something and make it look like a finger parpet is if you have just t- beheaded a shrimp and you want to torment someone who's afraid of shrimp. <laughs> That's the only time that you're allowed to. That happened to me, and I thought it was hilarious, and I will carry that forward for the rest of my life. Fantastic. Love oh, the use the, of the head of the shrimp. Stick it on your finger. Da, 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 da. And now you're grooving the with the quality of shrimp. the podcast. <laughs> this is, this is off. This is, is this a limited time event? Presumably, because they're going to oh. realize sooner rather than later that these are not practical and they should stop manufacturing no. them. If, because, my first thought, because this is, I don't know if this is a joke. That's because the, the, I'm looking at an image that is like a a picturesque 2000s family, like with a vest and stuff. Like they look like they're from Full House, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. having the finger for sporks, eating, laughing. Now, and it says like it's in font of like as seen on TV. I don't know if this is like supposed to be a bit and that's a problem you know that my first impulse would be to get 10 of these bad boys and stick them on all 10 of my fingers and be edward spork hands no you You know that i would do that bad spider-man villain (laughs) you'd just be the worst i'm gonna the most one manhattan spider-man there's nothing you can do to stop me you would be worse than a a one-off villain for spider-man like he would be chasing the vulture (laughs) and you would jump out of the shadows you're like i'm spork man and you just punch you in the face face and and then you're like oh you are one you're maybe two frames (laughs) if you would just immediately be blatted out you are maybe two frames 
the images that they gave, they had a little hand model. They are they have exactly seven kernels of corn. Yep. On this spork. Yep. That is not an, that is not, not a lot. That is not enough. Why would why would they choose corn? I, I guess know. that's a, I, the only scoopable thing. You can't do it with a fried chicken or a biscuit. I'm um, glad we can agree at unanimous on this one that it's just... What are we doing? What is this a sick joke? Is society come to this? We're living in a society here, all right? All right. We are living in a society here in Segment City. We are yes, going we are. to outlaw all kind of finger-based sporks. Now, here's the question. If other finger <laughs> utensils <laughs> you imagine are finger, those better? Finger chopsticks. They're just longer fingers. <laughs> <laughs> finger knives is Freddy Krueger. It is like, Freddy Krueger. That Kruger. is a word Absolutely. Uh, uh, finger fork is basically... Yeah, basically this. Okay. Finger, spo- finger, spoons. finger spoons. What are you doing? You're gonna eat a lot of soup. Like, I'm just give me ten of... soups in my mouth. Give me, give me all those spoons. I can do a little. You could do like, like all. You could try to do little tricks. Try with to the do spoons like, just shove like, it right in your, uh, just line up your fingers. Them, like, and... Yeah, yeah. You gotta like. You could do fun tricks. You could have it like waterfall down into your mouth. Yeah, I'm on board with spoons. I'm not on board with sporks though. No, I have, I funny how that works. Yeah. And knives, like we established, you're just out to murder someone, so yeah. not great. Anyway, this is Segment City. It's a podcast in which my good friend Theo, I didn't even do the, the our names yet. Mm. I'm Will Kane, and I'm just, uh, you know what? I'm seven pieces of corn. Uh, and I'm Theo Sapakos, and I'm ten sporks short of a full set. <laughs> that's, that's about right. Um, and this is a podcast in which Theo and I talk about just ev- all all spork news. We dumpster dive into trash cans to get all that good sporks, mm-hmm. including these. No, we dumpster dive our way through the internet, get all those good morsels, including that. That was a great opener. But now we got to do what we always got to do. We got to do a uh, Will Asks. Will Asks. Normally it is Will's, Will's Been on a roll thought, with these Will Asks. What is your favorite... Summer activities. Oh, more than one, or is it one? Is it singular or plural? Um, I allow multiple. Mm, I love lying in the sun and getting way too hot and being like, "Fuck, <laughs> dude, I'm so hot." <laughs> and then, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a different great. experience like fully, for you. <laughs> fully lizarding. I love the full lizard, but only if you're you near. Know, if only if you're near water. If you're not near water, then that's abysmal. Why are we doing this? So you got to lay near know. on a rock and then. Hop mm-hmm. in some water. Uh, so both sides. Are cool drinks. Hot. Grilling. Grilling has to be on the list. Absolutely love a good grill. You... My, they're my dad activities. I'm just a hot lizard who just wants to grill all day. You like basking in the sun uh-huh. is only is only on your list. Mm-hmm. I am opposite. That is on the bottom <laughs> of the list because I'm a pasty Irish man. I did. So I, I did burn. get frequently get into the conversation. Are, are you better? Are you better off being slightly too hot or slightly too cold? I say give me slightly too hot all day. I can I can live really I can live in a, a slight sweat for a, a while. We're good. That's We're my life. Mm. That is actually my life. Mm. I, would, I mean, it would be the least hotter for me, though. It, it depends on the because te- I have a cooler like temperature i like on average we're today was uh, like 70 mm-hmm. and it was perfect mm-hmm. other people annie loves a good 82 like love the 82 she's she's a lizard like you <laughs> she's where a she's lizard. just like absolutely the lizards are gonna take we're gonna rise possible. up and we're gonna turn up that thermostat and we're gonna take over we're coming for you the lizard folk yeah. we're coming for you tell me about your I favorite do. activities you must have come into this with some ideas grilling is yep. of course that's that's key. I, I talk, um, talked to a friend who said that growing up, his parents would always force him to grill, and now he's jaded and doesn't like grilling. And I, was, I think it's totally they tragic. They force him. Those would be some bad. It's pretty burgers. tragic. It's pretty tragic. Hey Timmy, I know you're six years old. Like they'd like, you like get me stand a good there, medium rare. Like they'd make him grill and then like stand there and tell him how he's doing it wrong. And he's like, "Well, <laughs> the fuck? Like, <laughs> like what do you want? Either do it or don't." I I'm, think that's tragic. Grilling is love, so I, I find that very tragic. Hmm. Some people call, uh, will say we are doing a barbecue, and then they'll uh, do hamburgers and hot dogs. That's illegal. And I, I hate this. That about, is illegal. I hate this about living in the Northeast. That is a cookout. That is illegal. not a barbecue. If you're going to have hamburgers and hot dogs, cookout is your terminology. Okay. It is a cookout. It, yes, or grilling. 
I would yes. be better right. with grilling than or hamburgers and hot dogs. That's fine. You were barbecue exactly necessitates low and slow. It means that you have been out in your backyard shoveling those oh, those barbecue sauce. that barbecue sauce. Oh. You've been lathering it on for hours. I need oh, that tenderized brisket. So we just got off of Fourth of July week here, and I was visiting my family, and I ate more meat in this past week than i think i did in the past two months of my life we were like i was like downing multiple hamburgers for mm. lunch and then like we were cooking like wings up for like during the night we had steak we had barbecue chicken you we had were, like multiple rounds yeah dude like... we were going crazy with this like oh fuck our family lives up in up in new hampshire up near a farm so we go over the farm pick up those meats we're cooking it up baby and they'll they... even go like see that that's bessie over there <laughs> She's dinner. She, we're gonna. Uh, don't get me wrong here. We're gonna barbecue her tonight. All right. I don't know why <laughs> that's they no like cookout. From the Bayou, in, in New Hampshire. <laughs> Welcome to New Hampshire. We New Hampshire. Like, well, Confederate soldiers. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Huh? Wait. What do you mean? We're the Union. We're like the <laughs> the most Union. Uh, grilling. Yes. I'm gonna say. I like canoeing and other Love stuff canoe. like that. Water. Water. I like sports. doing it like once or twice. Hiking. Camping? Hiking? Questionable. Camping, yes. Hiking during the summer can be a very hot experience for you. It can. It depends on where you hike. I am uh, a little bit biased because I go to Acadia Mm -hmm. National Park in Maine where it's nice and cool. Nice and cool. But I think the number one, I'm going to say numero uno, sitting around a campfire. Sitting around. Getting some s'mores. Oh, my gosh. I have to tell you about the s'more s'more innovation that was discovered during this this 4th of July. (laughs) Okay, we're innovating. We we innovated, we iterated, and we came back with results. All right. Okay. Now, I have a mission for you next time you're preparing s'mores ingredients. Mm -hmm. Go to your local candy aisle. Pick out the Ghirardelli squares that have the four-pack of flavors. We got... We're talking... We're talking caramel. We're talking dark Uh chocolate. We're talking... Uh raspberry filled now if you pair the raspberry filled with the reese's peanut butter chips and a and a marshmallow we're talking about a flavor blasted peanut butter jelly experience that has been campfire roasted it's i gotta tell you about this it's nuts it's crazy you came from downtown didn't even mention the fucking chocolate chips or the peanut butter no you have to that's obligatory at this point you have yeah we're getting right into it I was going to say, if you, this motherfucker just says, oh, you open up a Reese's peanut butter cup and you put it on there. No, that no, no. Rich. That's that's old that news. We are that's old news. That. That's yeah, we're old news. news. No, no. It's still I'm amazing. Bringing you this, not... I'm bringing the <laughs> peanut butter. Down, but it is. The peanut butter is known. The jelly is the new element. The jelly inside of the chocolate the is the jelly. new element. Yes, the raspberry I could see that filled. being very good. It's very, I thought, it's very good. When you said innovation, first thought was, oh, he discovered those chocolate filled marshmallows no no that don't we did have those we did have those and they were oh they were they were pretty good i've had different brands the brand we had pretty good uh but but no we were really innovating here and uh taking it to another level and my blood sugar level had (laughs) had never been higher frankly i was bouncing around oh wow that's (laughs) i was probably i was probably six s'mores deep that evening (laughs) (laughs) that's Okay, what's the cutoff? I'm 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 a, a, a child's appetite in a full-grown man's body. I I downed a steak <laughs> and was like time for six more. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, what it depends on the pacing. I could eat six mores over a long night. I could eat that over like three uh, hours. I could maybe. I think it was probably I, probably over the course of about forty-five minutes. Because you said that, and then I thought. That's a lot of s'mores, and then I thought about the nights I've had. Yeah, and I was like, if somebody, oh yeah, asked you've me had you've had your wild s'mores, nights, my guy. Because people get the the tongs that have two yeah. tongs on it, and you're like, well, I have to roast two. Yeah, like, no, I only be so a waste if I don't. We had those tongs that had more than one, but I'm a single I'm a single tong kind of usage kind of guy. Um, but this this evening was definitely like I would roast a s'more. I would I would eat the s'more and zip bop time <laughs> time to roast another one. There's no down period. Yeah. We just go right to the next. I think we need to end this segment and go to the next one because you just said I'm a single. <laughs> I'm a purist, <laughs> single s'more prong kind of guy. Prong guy, and that is the most. <laughs> that's our single that's niche our single. sentence. <laughs> <laughs> we're narrow casting here. Yes, so we're going to go to your segment. My I segment this one will be golden roasted. Like golden roasted. Well, it is related to food. It's a new segment I'm calling food drama. Ooh, Welcome to ooh. the food drama zone. Found a couple uh, 
sort of relationship-related Reddit posts <laughs> that have to do with food, and we're going to sort through them, pass judgment okay. as we do here on this podcast, as only we are equipped to do. I thought you were going to be like, Gordon Ramsay has a new <laughs> drama. No, no, no. We're not that Mario we're not that Batali. High. No, no. We're not that high horse in a high highbrow. Gordon says so to this... Mario Batali, stop. Just stop everything. You're, you're a bad man. <laughs> this post is from when the, the COVID outbreak initially happened, probably April 2020. Okay. So the writer writes, hello. With all that is going on, we have stocked up on supplies, including some canned goods. I ordered a few weeks ago 30 cans of beans, 10 are black beans, 10 are kidney beans, and 10 are pink beans. Also, I ordered 15 cans of chickpeas. I thought this was a reasonable amount of beans and chickpeas to have every now and then and would last quite some time. Which, you know, you don't remember the, back in the day when, like, went to a, a, the grocery Once store again, and every, I, everything's cleared out. I giggled because it, it's just one of those numbers that you don't say, I bought 30 I cans bought of beans. 30, imagine rolling up to, like, <laughs> you your, your a, grocery cart full of, like, effectively 45 cans of beans with a lot of beans. If it's, if it's a 99 cent can of beans, 30 is not, it's, like, going right. to take up a decent amount of space. But, like, I right. have a lot of cat food, and right. that's probably, like, 30 cans. Sure. However, last night I opened the cabinet because I wanted to make a vegetarian chili using two cans of beans, but all the beans were gone. What the hell? Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ooh. We've got a bean-related mystery on our hands already. It's a, it's a locked door mystery it's for a... beans. I didn't expect that. Two men enter a room. No. Uh, <laughs> How did these beans exit? They're just so, they, can't, they don't have hands. Now, brace yourself for the next line. I asked my girlfriend, and she told me she buried all of the beans in the woods. <laughs> is your girlfriend a dog why <laughs> did she bury the beans at first i thought she was joking but she explained no she had buried the beans in the woods what the <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah just bear just just blank faced just blank faced. You honey know. i of course buried those beans you know, because checked it off of our... we want a nice pasture of bean trees that's not how that's that how works you, grow them. you know what they say if you mm-hmm. eat a can of a whole can of beans a bean can grows mm. from your stomach that's I, what my dad told me, and I that's asked her, why we're burying them. <laughs> I asked her to explain, and she told me she was afraid that, quote, if things get bad, unquote, we might have to worry about, <laughs> quote, looters or whatever, unquote, and that the beans would be in danger of being stolen. <laughs> okay, so let's just make them inaccessible. Uh-huh. Just make them... In- I said just- I thought this was completely ridiculous and unlikely. She became angry with me and said she is protecting our beans. <laughs> Our beans. They're it's our not beans. Just about you. This is our about me. Too. We're gonna pass down these beans to our grandkids. We gotta protect them. Points to just a bunch of hamsters in a cage. Like they're gonna need those beans. <laughs> According to her logic, the beans are safely buried in the woods behind our apartment <laughs> complex. And if we ever need to, if we ever need some beans, she will go to the stash and dig up a can or two. But would prefer if we save them all for quote if things get worse. This I said, woman <laughs> is her plan is like. Hi, honey. Um, I need some of those beans because I was gonna do like a salad, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of right, right, taco yeah. salad. Some. All right, I have to do my dark work. And my she dark work. A, a shovel and a big thing, and then she has to run <laughs> into the night into a rainstorm, digging up beans like <laughs> Doctor Frankenstein. Like, I like oh, imagine her like like wrapping a bandana around her head, like cocking a shotgun. <laughs> like I just I gotta make a bean run. Oh, the old lady's like, Harold, she's at it again. She's at it again. I think they're murderers. I ask only why bury the beans. Why not bury our more valuable items? She said the canned food was most valuable for long-term means, and that since we get fresh fruit in our online grocery deliveries, it would make sense to continue to stockpile beans. She intends to go bury (laughs) more beans in the woods every week. This was too insane for me, and I got very upset. I demanded to know where the beans were buried, and she refused to tell me. She said if I knew, she was afraid I'd dig them up, and I'd said, damn right I would. She said, quote, I will never jeopardize the beans. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the beans are the top priority. They're like the president. She's As the leader of America, terrorist. I promise to never jeopardize our sacred beans. This forest is more bean than root. <laughs> 
I crossed the line when I said she was out of her mind. She stormed away. I have not talked. We have not talked since last night. I think it is completely r- ridiculous to bury the beans in the woods, and I want to find them and dig them up. But apparently, my girlfriend is taking this very seriously. How can I convince her to tell me where the beans are? And do you think I should convince her to get therapy or something, or should I break up with her? So confused. Yes. Is this normal for a girlfriend to bury no. beans or otherwise hide them? <laughs> this feels like what, like incel anthropologists would be like where they're just like i think girls enjoy burying beans this is a thing that i've seen them do no break up with her she's insane <laughs> this is fucking nuts this is like an episode of silent jerry she buried my Je- beans jerry <laughs> what she buried your beans <laughs> oh no not it. good not good <laughs> creamer fucking comes up and goes whoa whoa jerry. <laughs> you see, I found these beans outside. I found these beans. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my beans, Kramer. My beans. Oh, these are my God. Where you know they're my beans now. Mm. I found them. <laughs> I can imagine that. And then Elaine comes in. and She's like, "You gotta bury your beans. You gotta bury like your this. beans. Total bean bury. I dated a guy. You've total never bean heard bury. of bean bury." <laughs> No, question asker, this is not normal behavior, but I love this energy. You have must protect the valuables at all costs, whatever it takes, even against your loved ones. You have okay, to protect your valuables even against the people who you love the most. That's the other part. <laughs> if it's for both of you and the other person says, no, dig up the beans. Right. Th- that is like 50% of the partnership is out. You have to get, because if she has, she's 100% beans. Then. This was She's, this was Simon and Garfunkel, and Simon was like, "I, you know what? I think I'm done making music." And Garfunkel was like, "No, I'm no. doing it. <laughs> We're doing it together. I'm making this music with or without you, and you're and with you is the only option." She did not have a shred of like doubt in her mind, like because if the, it's one percent, then it's a majority. Right. She is so a solid block of just pure. Bean energy. Pure bean energy is, is a good way to describe this woman. Yeah, that I need to bury these beans because this is smarter. Even though the soil will become irradiated in the uh-huh. <laughs> the coming apocalypse, yeah, and it will be a skeleton. At least you would be full of beans. Do you ever think about that? If this. she continues to do this every week, eventually she might have a bunker that's made entirely out of bean cans. The walls will just comes they a bean queen. <laughs> Some sort of bean queen. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? A bean queen? She's just on a throne in the apocalypse, just like. Hey, you want to talk to the boss, eh? You want a morsel of her beans? Well, we don't just open cans for nobody. Bring her in front of the bean queen. <laughs> Listen, she you... deals with kidneys, limas, sort of cannellinis, garbanzos, but she, I don't know if she's going to deal with your kind of beans. You're kind of crazy. She You're bringing this can. bean energy in <laughs> It's a bean Not energy in <laughs> Open a new one. This one is old. She splats a bunch of beans on her. <laughs> I knew another one that wanted me to dig up my beans, and he, he left me. He left me, but That's the beans it. won't leave me. <laughs> I've had enough. Put him in a can. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Can him, bean him. You shall be beaned. So is there, are there any extra, like, uh, context given sometimes people like add in updates did they do that for that? i <laughs> or only have the closed, original post closed open and closed case. case i think that they i mean that's i that is a broader relationship thing of they're unwilling to compromise that i think is a bigger <laughs> thing i mean they're both kind of big. This, <laughs> normally, it's about a greater thing, and then the actual problem is stupid. I think this it's a so stupid of a problem that it becomes also a thing with, like, another big thing. Can you imagine so being driven stupid. to a point in your relationship where you're like, I'm going to buy some beans, and I'm not going to tell my girlfriend because these are my beans. No beans. No beans. No, be- <laughs> no beans. I'm... I- if you have to sneak beans into your household, you're, you're living a bad life. You're a filthy bean sneaker. What are you, some you're, sort of... <laughs> <laughs> you're some kind of filthy little bean sneaker. Well... You know what I hope we I, don't have to sneak? This next segment coming from you. Ooh. This is actually a pretty good segue because, Theo, I'm going to do a, a little bit of a Wikipedia historian. This is what... Mm. This is one of those things that is, I'm going to go over something that one isn't on Wikipedia and two isn't really history. It's more of like a, a fact or like a, in this case, it is a constant. Okay. It is a fun constant that I found. Um, 
and it goes with the theme of uh, erraticness. Er- er- ericity. Er- erratic- ericity. I don't know what the real word is. So, so this is a constant that people have come up with uh, for statistics and also doing like surveys of people. And it's called the lizard man constant. The lizard man, God, he's, he's a constant. He's always here. He's, he's like the Holy his Holy Spirit. He's everywhere with you all the time. He's a lizard the man. The lizard constant. man, very consistent. Very consistent he's with wonderful. his results. He's, I know a guy. He's a lizard man, but he's squad. consistent as hell. This is, <laughs> this is a very fun concept. It's also, I mean, it's very simple, but it's it had a lot of like, examples given that I thought were very funny. Mm. So let's get right into it. The Lizardman constant in surveys is the concept of a small fraction of human responses will always be garbage because we are lazy, bored, trolling, or crazy. <laughs> okay. This this goes with um, – <laughs> I've had this theory that there is just some part of our brain that is the human X factor. There's just something about humans that I think is just linked to the fact that we're intelligent – that we become volatile and weird. Become like there's weird. so many different fragments and branching of like human thought that just gets so weird. And this is just basically <laughs> the concept that that is going to always be there and be a p- part of your surveys. Huh. Um, is just people being people random. trolling. Wow. Yeah. So a lot of people tro- trolling. So researchers have demonstrated repeatedly in human surveys, the stylized fact that far from being an, Oracle or gold standard, a certain small percentage of human responses will reliably be bullshit. Jokester <laughs> or mischievous responders, or more memorably, lizardman constant responders, respondents who gave the wrong answer to simple questions. Huh. Um, so, like, the we'll get into like more examples. Like, this, most of this is going to be examples, but it, you mm-hmm. get the the mm-hmm. idea. It's saying something like. The uh, example I think it'll get to later is a certain percentage of atheists put on things that they believe in God. Okay. Like they're <laughs> totally just, contradictory just, just, yeah, right. things just to fuck with people or they're just like have contradictory beliefs, which is crazy. Below a certain percentage of responses for suffici- sufficiently rare responses, much or all of responding humans may be lying, lazy, crazy, or maliciously responding and the responses are false. This systematic error uh, seriously undermines attempts to study rare beliefs such as conspiracy theories and puts bounds on how accurate any single survey can hope to be. So it's basically like it'll never. <laughs> this be is how we get machine learning factual. algorithms to just go insane. We just like we're like, all oh, right, absolutely. we're going to feed you a lot of data and a lot of it's going to be bullshit because people are just trolling. Humans. So this is uh, getting a little bit more into facts, which I um, I looked up. Lizardman constant and people are like it's about four percent like if you average it it's like four percent which is a lot it's kind of a lot four percent of an entire survey is like for for a lot of responses and i don't know they say that this happens like on every scale basically is what Mm. they're saying um human survey takers will with uh greater than zero percent probability endorse the most absurd items on a survey for a mix mix of reasons like laziness boredom humor sabotage ignorance and stupidity Right, These like if authors... they if they if they list like Mickey Mouse on a presidential ballot, like four percent of people are just going to vote for it for the hell of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's like that. Um, I do love that they go through that list every single time they describe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like every demeanor, like lazy, stupid, ignorant. Like <laughs> they, they, if you're a fucking dumbass and you're a troll, then you're gonna be saying That's this dumb 4%. shit. I know four percent of you are stupid as hell. This is from, a, by the way, a, a website called Gwern.net. And so oh, good, Gwern. The, fuck, the very most but, reliable website, Gwern. But it's still pretty, I mean, it's pretty decent. But these sounds like they, they might be survey takers that are just pissed at the system because they're just like these fucking assholes. Um, for example, 4% of respondents may endorse the claim, uh, lizard, men, lizard people rule the earth, which is where it gets its name. Right, sure. Um Five percent of atheists believe in God, which I said uh, before. A surprising number of adults believe you see by shooting beams from your eyes, and so on. Tell me, just wake up every morning, you start zapping them. Gotta... <laughs> I, people think we're just X-ray machines, I guess. Like they're just shooting off radiation. <laughs> Have you ever heard of echolocation? What about if I did it with my eyes? For your eyes. I mean, they're not like completely 
wrong, but you don't shoot the beams. She, the sun beams shoot get the shot beam. into your eyes. Yeah. Uh, this cautions us against taking survey results about extremely un- unusual people or traits too literally, or expecting perfect, perfectly accurate results as given the lizard man constant and other crud factors. It is entirely possible that some or all of the outliers may just be lizard man constants at work. Hmm. Why? Uh, all of the above. What drives the Lizardman constant such that a small percentage of people will report in response to survey questions believing that reptilians run the world? These people are some unanalyzably mix of lazy, stupid, ignorant, trolling, joking, and mentally deviant, which is a new one. Mentally (laughs) deviant. Mentally deviant, possibly causing extreme antidotes, which are reamplified by clickbait global media. Which kind of gets into yeah. like more modern things about how everybody's like a troll now and like getting into their own small groups. What do you mean? Um, Ancient aliens is only facts. What are you talking about? Teens, for example, delight in falsely reporting being amputees, adoptees, LGBT, uh, binge drinkers, etc., and joke through the entire thing. So it's the I'm it, if you take this literally, I'm just it's a prank, dude. It's a joke. It's a I'm sick prank, dude. It's so funny. You're taking funny. it literally. Uh, just stop. The, you, hey, you're thinking about it? Just don't think about it. <laughs> just don't think about it. I just, just don't think about it. Uh, human failures of logic and common sense examples. One interesting example, 75 to 90, 96% of almost million strong American independent party so that was a weird sentence. It's basically the majority of people who are in the American, American. Independent Party okay. um, apparently have no idea they joined it and what? thought that they had registered as just independents. So for people oh. not in the U.S., when you sign up to American vote, Independent Party, oh you, my can, God, you can sign so up for the Democratic Party and the Republican Party or as as an independent, an independent yeah. which, which is the Independent Party. Um <laughs> But people don't know that. It's also now. Correct me if I'm I'm wrong, but if you sign up to be a Republican, I feel like it like puts you down as Republican for a lot of things. I think I don't know if my dad just told you that told me that of why to be an independent. In I don't know. I wrong. signed up as an independent so that I don't get like spam calls. Oh yeah, mostly from, that from too. campaigners. <laughs> yeah, um, American knowledge of institutions is also weak. E.g. 2% of Americans have, quote, never heard of institutions such as the police or the U.S. Supreme Court. <laughs> what are you, a cop? I've never heard of a police. Stop <laughs> asking so many questions. Of <laughs> Insane. Um, 5% disavow knowledge of any country called Israel. <laughs> I you love that. <laughs> they don't know about the police. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the police are. I have no idea. All right. Stop asking questions. <laughs> If you don't know about the police, can you be arrested by the police? <laughs> the answer uh, is absolutely. Um, let's see. Uh, so, some science examples are well known to demonstrate severe problems with both knowledge and responses. As about 25% of people uh, say geocentrism is true, which is the thought that the, the sun goes around center, the earth. Yeah. Um, and 60% that the Big Bang didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And the letter O has no hole in it. And so on. What? Uh, similarly, in arithmetic, <laughs> yeah, that would confuse me too. It's what a kind weird, of surveys like, are they doing? Where like thing. some hard-hitting scientist was like, "We got to pull people. We got to hit the streets. We got to find out does O have a hole in the middle of it? We got to know what happened that, to the hole. We got to see if we can recover it, fill it back in." I feel like Schmeagel should be asking me that question in a cave. And being like, <laughs> mm, I'll eat you, and you're like, "I don't fucking." It's this is a weird riddle. Yes, it does. I guess <laughs> it's like a donut. They have donut holes. That's a big O. Um, similarly in arithmetic performance can be quite low with, uh, more than 20% of Americans able to identify the even numbers, uh, with, oh, sorry, less than, I don't know what this percentage, 20, about 20% of Americans able to identify the even numbers in a list of six and about 10% of Americans able to identify which of six are prime. Which is equivalent to randomly guessing. <laughs> so either were, Americans are real They were dumb. given six numbers, right. and tw- only 20% of people could say what is an even an odd number. Um, what? 7% of people say chocolate milk comes from brown cows. Oh, my God. And, and 19% that hamburgers come from pigs. 
And 20%, that one's not that as bad. Ham, um, <laughs> hamburger, yeah. Yeah, 20% hold concerning beliefs about the origins of fish fingers, which is at least better than claiming to have eaten <laughs> funestrata. And I don't know what funestrata is. Uh, although we should also know that adult naturalist knowledge is nothing to boast about. About 6 to 8% of Americans think they could kill a grizzly bear, lion, elephant, or gorilla with their bare hands. Oh my God. <laughs> I think that, I guess it does yeah, fit still into the constant. Yeah, Because it is them. stupidity. It's yep. it's ignorance and stupidity. But yep. it is a funny, like, I think that might be ego more than, <laughs> like, <laughs> falsely. Or that's also a funny thing to put down. Like, if you aren't taking it seriously, it's another thing. It's like, yeah, I could take them with yeah, my bare hands. What, whatever. Um, you think you're better than me? <laughs> Pew's religious landscape study finds 5% of atheists are, quote, absolutely are fairly certain that they believe in God. I, this is more of, like... I think that's a joke. I think that's a little bit more jokey. I don't mm-hmm. know how much. Um, 14% of undecided voters said Hillary Clinton might be a demon, but they might vote for her. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we think <laughs> we need a demon in the office, you know? I like, think, come on. I think that's my favorite thing, is 14% really of people th- thought that she was a demon, but were also like... Yeah, like, uh, but she deserves a shot. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen what's the worst you know that could happen i like her policies i like <laughs> i like the yeah i like the opportunity for her two percent of clinton supporters said she was and they would uh scott alexander mentions the eponymous four percent of responders who say elizabeth ruled the earth um but to inc- continue the infernal theme notes about that uh notes also that 30 percent said that barack obama is the antichrist five percent also voted for obama mm-hmm. of that <laughs> mm-hmm. while five percent say magic eight balls predict the future um magic eight balls predict the future yeah and perhaps trafficking through the ruinous powers explained how four percent have been decapitated and yet are still answering surveys with satanic deals surely helping the two percent who would uh endorse bleach injections as a coronavirus cure Yikes. So like two percent of people said that. So I feel like that's the baseline of like mm-hmm. two, right. I think that's like two percent seems like a low. It, I think four percent it gives a little bit more credibility <laughs> to just yeah. Two percent is just like people going nuts. Anyway, people people do this for for a lot of things, and it's just something that is just fundamentally human about either wanting to fuck with people or trying to game the system. Or if you have, there are some people who are just insane. And have those contradictory beliefs. Maybe we where should they're like pull he's an people, antichrist. Maybe we should like vet vet those people before we start doing scientific studies. Maybe no, I don't know. No, this is, no. I, these are just surveys, so you could just get anyone, I guess. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm gonna survey you. What's your next segment? Well, does <laughs> does do the words "turn off the dark" mean anything to you? Turn off the dark, Spider Man. Spider Man, turn, turn off, off the dark. The dark? Well, turn a off wiki- the d- a, a Wikipedia <laughs> historian about Spider-Man turn off the dark the Broadway uh, musical about Spider-Man I can't tell you how disappointed I am in myself for not doing that this you earlier. just said no that you said <laughs> turn out the dark and my brain immediately went Spider-Man because I'm a fucking dark. dork <laughs> I had no idea that Spider-Man turn off the dark turn off the dark was a thing uh until recently this is an, an, really? a huge revelation to me i had no You're idea a big spider-man fan yeah i had no a idea huge u2 fan because yeah U2's i love fan. bono i love all <laughs> those guys yeah um yeah so this is a wikipedia historian about the the broadway musical spider-man turn off the dark and the many foibles uh that, in, that ensued <laughs> with this with this production um so do a little here's the intro spider-man turn off the dark is a musical with music and lyrics by bono and the e and the edge and a book by uh julie tamer glenn berger and roberto aguiar sarcasa uh, based on the marvel comics character spider-man the story incorporates elements of the 2002 film spider-man the 2004 film spider-man 2 and the greek myth of arachne it tells Wait, Spid- <laughs> yeah, it tells Spider-Man's origin story, his romance with Mary Jane Watson and his battles with the Green Goblin. It includes ty- it includes highly technical stunts such as aerial combat scenes and actors swimming from swinging from webs. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The Broadway production was notorious for its many troubles. Several actors uh-huh. were injured performing stunts, and the opening night was repeatedly delayed, causing some critics to review the unfinished production in protest. Following negative reviews, Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark suspended performances for a month to retool the show. Longtime Spider-Man comics writer Roberto Aguiar Sacasa was brought in to revise the story and book. Director Julie Taymor, whose vision had driven the concept of the musical, was replaced by creative consultant Philip William uh, McKinley. By the time Spider-Man William Turn McKinley? Off... McKinley? The president? <laughs> Philip William McKinley. <laughs> okay. By the time Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark officially opened on June 4, 2011, it had set the record for the longest preview period in, Bro- in Broadway history with 182 <laughs> performances. The reason they do wow. pre- the reason they do pre- preview performances is to like vet the show and see if it like is good, which means that 182 181 distinct times they were like, "Nope, we got to do it again. We got to retool." I, there's a, a show that if I said the reference, it would be a huge spoiler, but it mm-hmm. feels very much uh, like that. It's a <laughs> it's uh, The Good Place. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. If, yeah, it feels like for people who know The Good Place, I think you know what I'm talking yeah. about. But they're working out the kinks. Trying to explain to your boss number 181 <laughs> would be... <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, no, it's going to work this time. This is going to fucking work. You realize no, that we could have had a show every night for six months. And just had a different version of it, only previews. Yeah. Six months. Six months. I, they probably didn't do it every night. They're probably retailing. Uh, critical reception of the opening was better than for the previews, but mixed with praise for the visual effects, but little enthusiasm mm. for the book and score. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark is the most expensive Broadway production in history with a bo- budget of $75 million. In the week ending January 1st, 2012, it held the box office record for Broadway sales in one week, taking in $2.941 million over the nine performances until it was beaten by Wicked before it was beaten by Wicked at the end of the year with Mm $2.947 million. The production was closed on January 4th, 2014 at a massive financial loss of $60 million. $60 million. $60 Yeah. J. Joman and Jameson might have something to say. Give me pictures of $60 million so I can burn it. (laughs) Who's got $60 million? I was a producer on this thing, and I really put a lot of money behind it. So I've got a section here about the description and some of the facts about the production. I would like some facts about the production. Although often often described as a rock musical, the production treads new (laughs) ground that some commentators have asserted, quote, have effectively distanced it from its peers and caused some confusion when it comes to how it comes time to describe the show, unquote. So tell Is me that, about this, that Spider-Man show. Like, what's the deal? Uh, well, I literally, I don't that know. That sentence was nothing. <laughs> that was, I, a, I was, I didn't know if they were being sarcastic because it, it no. works on either way. Like literally know. they are threading the needle out where I'm like, it is Schrodinger's sarcastic <laughs> comment where I'm like, is this, are you? I don't think it's like sarcastic. This? The Edge stated that he was unsure what description <laughs> to use for the production because, quote, it's elements of rock and roll, it's elements of circus, it's elements of opera, and elements of oh musical God. theater. Good, 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 good. Yes, yes, cool, yes. Cool, cool, cool. Bono, yeah, admitting that <laughs> his description was a little pretentious, has referred to it as a pop up art art, pop up pop art opera. Jesus Christ, say that 10 times Jesus. fast. Noting that Julie Taymor is calling it a rock and roll circus drama. <laughs> Spider-Man, a rock and roll circus <laughs> drama, baby. <laughs> that, okay, that seems more appropriate because it yeah. seemed like a fucking circus. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so the production, here's some more. The production was described early on as the most technically complex show ever on Broadway with 27 aerial sequences of characters oh. flying <laughs> and engaging in aerial combat. The yeah. production <laughs> The production also includes a multitude of moving set pieces that it's put the Spider-Man. audience in the middle of the action and enough projections onto giant screens that Bono has said that it is a three-dimensional graphic novel. Sounds great. Except for yeah. it's... Maybe not in execution. The original story treatment treated the origins of Spider-Man similarly to the story of the 2002 film, but wove in an additional story about the villain based on the mythological Arachne. The Greek chorus, (laughs) oh no, sorry, the geek chorus of four teenagers narrated the story. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What the, why are they coming out of left field with Arachne? Like he has so many other things and they're like, what if we just dig up a myth? What if they just did did Spider Man two thousand two, Sp- Spider Man one and two? I mean, then it then it becomes even more pretentious. It's already doing that, and it's already pretentious. <laughs> but like, 
if he was just like, yeah, this is a a rock opera that everybody loves, and it's not based off of a movie, like a, a cheap licensed video game or something. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know why Bono sounds like this, but <laughs> Bono, no, Bono. He's like an Irishman. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I want to go through the plot here. The plot is basically the same as the original Spider-Man movie, 2002, up until the does point he... where Norman Osborn becomes Green Goblin. Okay, that's... He turn, uh, does he turn into Arachne? No, but there is... Arachne exists as some, like, mythological spider goddess. So she's also I'm in there. here, too. So after the Green Goblin is born from his experiment, the Green Goblin <laughs> comes up... <laughs> the Green Goblin comes up with a plan to genetically alter other humans as he did himself. Uh, Sweet. I'm that, just that's gonna, a plot from the remake. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop uh, so- song titles in here. Um, just just bear with me. Uh, a freak like me needs company. So if there are just non sequiturs throughout, those I'm are sorry. song titles. No, I want to just say a joke. I'm uh-huh. waiting to make this joke uh-huh. that this is the same plot as the Amazing Spider-Man that uh-huh. the Lizard Man wanted to uh-huh. make other Lizard Men, yeah. and that's the true Lizard Man concept. It's a, yes, the true Lizard <laughs> Man concept. Well done, well done. I love your joke. Uh, it's yay. very good. <laughs> I've applauded myself. Very good, yay. very good. <laughs> Through his experiments on the former on his former employees, he creates six villains: <laughs> Carnage, Electro, Craven, the Hunter, Lizard, Swarm, and Miss and Swiss Miss. Swiss Miss, Swiss Miss, the fucking hot like cocoa the brand. Hot cocoa? <laughs> yeah, that's an enemy. Wait, actually, <laughs> yes, apparently it's branded. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> With sponsorship likenings from Swiss Miss. Thank you, Swiss yeah. Miss, for bringing us Green Goblin and his friends. Spider Man, have this, and he's like, "Oh, thank you. This oh, is a cold cool. New York night. Uh, I'll enjoy this on the." Oh, what's this? This is. <coughs> What's in this, Swiss Miss? Sleep. <laughs> <Whoa>! <laughs> uh, that night, Mary Jane tells Peter that her love for him has grown and he admits that his feelings are mutual. <laughs> if the world should end. Song title. The Groblin and his new alliance of criminals go on a rampage through the New York. Through New York. Uh, song name. Sin- sk- Sinisterio. Sinisterio? We, yeah. By the way, he skipped over his like... I want to be bad. <laughs> Whatever his song title was, we totally skipped that. that was... I want to be bad. Uh, Spider Man quickly defeats the Spider Man quickly defeats the Sinister Sticks as the citizens of New York cheer bang, him bang. on. <laughs> he <laughs> just like, big bang, punches him once. By the way, D- Green Goblin has no fucking clue what his serum does. He made carnage and himself and like and all electro these other people and electro from the same serum. What I the don't fuck? Know. Uh, unaware that the goblin has managed to escape, the goblin arrives at the headquarters <laughs> of the Daily Bugle and tells Jameson to print his plans of dominating the world through genetic mutation. You know, That's I'm going to take over the, the world, door. but first I'm going to tell the world my plans. Uh, Did somebody put him in jail? Did he? Oh, you left the door. He just. <laughs> he just escaped? He huh? just left. Okay, okay, cool. Nobody was keeping. Well, the goblin also tells Jameson that he gave Spider-Man life, making Jameson believe Spider-Man is in the league with the goblin. That night, Arachne comes to Peter in a vision and explains that she is his guardian, along with the reminder that being a hero is his inescapable destiny. Song what? title, Turn Off the Dark. I don't I'm think any of that, that makes sense. We didn't We didn't need Arachne. I'm really did we? Did we skip um, Ben, oh, Uncle Ben... Yeah, so uh, that's why that's why I, Where yeah, we skipped over the first half. We're going through the second half because it's just yeah. so long-winded. We have a lot to I, get through, Will. We have a I lot to get through. I want a funeral dirge for, <laughs> <laughs> for Uncle Ben, and I need, we need it now. We need it now. Uh, upset over Peter's constant excuses, Mary Jane suggests they take a break from their relationship. Song title, Oof. I Just Can't Walk Away. Say it now. Mary Jane, it's been 30 minutes in the play. <laughs> it's been 30 minutes. We've already broken three people's arms. Please, oh. stick with me. <laughs> I already beat the entire group, Sinister Six. Peter gives his costume to J. Jonah Jameson, telling him that Spider-Man has quit. He takes Mary Jane to a nightclub and impulsively proposes to her. While there, the Green Goblin intercepts the city's TV signals and sends a message to Spider-Man threatening his loved ones. Peter takes Mary Jane to his apartment and breaks off the relationship for good <laughs> so that his enemies won't target it. One minute he's proposing, the next he's breaking up with her. If I didn't know any better, I'd say he was like... Wishy-washy. A little wishy-washy. He's, <laughs> he's like a college student, too, <laughs> in the plot. So he's just like, maybe I should get married. Maybe I shouldn't. And then Green Goblin's like, I'll kill her if I'll you get married. <laughs> After, like, telling, oh, okay. after telling Mary Jane that he will always love her, Peter takes a walk and realizes that he needs to be a hero not only for Mary Jane, but for the world. Song title, The Boy Falls from the Sky. Spider-Man recovers his costume That's from good. the Daily Bugle and okay. goes after Green Goblin. The Green Goblin sits at a piano at the top of the Chrysler building and boasts <laughs> to the audience of his plans to destroy <laughs> New York City. 
<laughs> oh, I'm glad you're here. Like he's a fallen villain. I was afraid. I was petrified. <laughs> he's just doing. <laughs> they did that as a joke in Austin Powers. Where he's like, what was this? It was like just the two of us or something like that. Oh. Spider-Man arrives and engages the goblin in combat, but before he can finish him, the goblin reveals that he has Mary Jane, who now dangles from the Chrysler building. As they battle, Spider-Man webs the Green Goblin to his piano. The Green Goblin, not realizing this, thrusts the piano over the side of the Chrysler building, taking him down to his death. (laughs) After Spider-Man saves Mary Jane, she tells him not to leave and reveals that she has guessed who he is. Peter removes his mask and they embrace. The two contemplate their new life together before sirens begin wailing and (laughs) Spider-Man swings away. She's, She's just like... It's, I know it's you, Tony. And he's just like, he takes the mask off and she's like, I am a Peter. Peter. It was Peter. <laughs> I, guess. I thought it was Flash. Uh, I thought it was Flash the whole time. I'll say, well, okay, I'll say it as you take the mask off, the name. So we know. <laughs> like, like, we'll do three, three, two, two one. one. Flat. Oh, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. Oh, that's uh, awkward. Peter. Uh, ugh, didn't need to review. I didn't, I'm not that good of a sleuth. <laughs> also, Green Goblin, not that good of a sleuth. <laughs> He's just like, hey, why do I feel so sticky? I guess I'm just sticky all the time because I'm a little goblin. Whoa! I made Rosa specifically <laughs> anti-stick for, for no reason. Uh, oh. uh, for no reason whatsoever. It, did Spider-Man look over the edge and go, sing us a song. You're a piano man. I hope he did. I sing us a song man. tonight. And then he just, oh, I killed a man. Uh, Jane, I killed a man. He's, his blood is on my hands. I, so I might not have uh, just cut I, with I the axe, but you know about... what? I gave the order. I, <laughs> I stuck want... his hands to Please the Please let me tell you about more things. His, it might have been his own. No, I don't like this truly, bit. Just let me, just let me keep truly. going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so cra- cast and creative team replacements. Six people were injured while working on Spider-Man. After- <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> After two stunt doubles were injured during various flying sequences and rehearsals, safety inspectors from New York State Department of Labor reviewed these scenes in the show and in February 2011 cited the show for two workplace safety violations. <laughs> you can't just have people swing around, all right? All right, you gave the actors notes to uh, wing it. What? <laughs> Uh, you gave him a note to quote i don't know punch him or something you're flying <laughs> Swing now. into him you you set him up like those those Just crack have two guys the, the him into each boom, other. Boom, boom, yeah <laughs> oh no uh the united states occupational safety and health administration fined the show twelve thousand six hundred dollars in march 2011 for three serious safety violations the actors equity association also looked into this incidence one of the injuries occurred when spider-man stunt double kevin aubin broke both wrists <laughs> Holy shit. So he must have been like landing on his... He's like, let me break my fall. Whoopsie. Another actor, quote, had broken his feet on the same move a month earlier. Not even his ankle. His feet. There's like a bunch of bones in your feet. I know. I shouldn't be laughing about this, but it's such a fucking mess. That's so... (laughs) Six people... Natalie Mendoza, who was originally cast as Arachne, suffered a con- concussion during the first preview performance on November 28, 2010, the very first one of 182, when she was Jesus. struck in the head by equipment in the wings. She did not report the accident to her producers until November 30th. She appeared in second performance against her doctor's advice. The role involves slev- several flying sequences, including one which she is spun upside down. Mendoza later Oof. fell ill, unsurprisingly, uh, and she had to take several days off. Um yeah, just fucking wild. Uh, in the in that <laughs> December twentieth, in a December twentieth preview, uh, another actor Tierney fell twenty one feet off a piece of scenery when his harness was not connected to the safety cord, leaving him to free fall through the stage and onto the orchestra pit. Fuck Holy it. shit! Tierney was hospitalized at Bellevue Hospital Center and was released for rehabilitation on December twenty eighth. The December twentieth performance was ended prematurely. After rehearsals for stricter safety procedures involving the harnesses, the show resumed and the evening performance uh, with the temp- on December 23rd. Oh, my goodness. Uh, on, August 15, 20, <laughs> on August 15, 2013, actor Daniel Curry, uh, who is playing a villain and was also a Spider-Man stunt double, was hurt apparently being pinned under a piece of equipment and suffered leg trauma. So that Ooh. takes us through all of the people who are, who are injured on site. That's scary. I, I almost feel like that's scarier than the other... Slamming into another person, I yeah. feel like I could... Being pinned under a thing. Ugh. So there's our final section here, the reception and the reviews. An escaping <laughs> review of the first... All... 
This is, by the way, just uh-huh. to recenter this. This is all about a Spider-Man this show. Is about, this is about Spider-Man. That Bono wrote. That Bono the and The Edge wrote. All right? We need to keep that in mind here. This is a lot. This, this is, is a lot, lot of chaos, carnage. Uh, in a scathing review of the first version, the New York Times critic Ben Brantley said that the Spider-Man may rank among the worst Broadway musicals of all time. Oh, that's bold. <laughs> in his review... I, I don't think of, it's true. <laughs> so then in the revised version, he wrote... So this ascent from jaw-dropping badness to mere mediocrity is a step upward? Well, until last weekend, I would have recommended Spider-Man only to carry and feasting theater vultures. Now, if I knew a less than precious child of 10 or so and had several hundred dollars to throw away, I would consider taking him or her to the new and improved Spider-Man. Fucking Holy wow. Shit. So the theater review aggregator, critic, a curtain critic, gave the production a score of 50 out of 100 based on the opinions of 20 critics at the end of the day a solid 50 50 50 so literally they thought it was half okay half fine yeah fine it's just a little bit that's that's an f yeah got an f the average bad, rating from critics job. was a was a quote f plus which Were i they don't saying, know what that means did they not like the plot did they not like the songs Were they just like it was overall just i could imagine uh, it being kitschy one, or not kids, so, but like silly. I don't know. The one one reviewer said uh, that the plot was the comic book story turned into a show into a grotesque hybrid and overloaded the plot with two unrelated main villains and Arachne and the Green Goblin. So, I think they ma- thought just the plot was just too much going on. Yeah, I mean, the plays are normally they could go up to like four hours, but they're f- like two movies. Plus a bunch of arachne shit and like a bunch yeah. of other crap. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. No cohesive what? here is vision. This sounds like a, a cocaine-addled executive was like, <laughs> you know what? You know what would be great? If we could market, if we could make a Broadway show and people are swinging around, they're going in the crowds of Spider-Man and he's like shooting webs at people and he's, you know what? There's a there's this thing called arachne, dude. I was reading this book. Uh-huh, you see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's just, and we could get Bono. We could get Bono and we get him in here. We can get him in here and we can get them all. And he wakes up in the morning. He's like, whoa, what, what happened last night? And they're like, great news. We have the play and we're going to set it what up. You, and he's what like, are you, Wait, what are you what? talking about? What? What are you talking about? The, the one that I said, like, make a circus, Spider- Spider-Man circus. And they're like, we're doing that now. It's it's opening. <laughs> he's like, I think this whoa. is one of the best examples of sunk cost fallacy of all time. This is oh, amazing because they're like, listen, 75 million listen, or was it 70? We're already 60 million deep and we've injured 60. five people. What could go wrong? We're almost there. Well, we could, I mean, there's no way though, there's no there's no way that a sixth person gets injured on this set during this production. No way that happens. We just got to keep going. We've already done this. much. Yeah, it was already bad. I guess it was already bad. Like it was, you couldn't plug the, the holes in the sinking ship. Yeah. Ugh. Well, you, it's. I didn't know that theater. I don't know. I didn't know the budget of of theater plays. Yeah, apparently seventy five million is is a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, seventy five million. I mean, for a movie, that times that's ten really small, at right? least. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so I guess they got to make that because that would make per ticket. I mean, I guess that's the limiting thing. It's per ticket. Per ticket, it's not um, a global thing. One theater, very finite amounts yeah. of showing. Yeah. Well, so I'll, probably thought it, I hope that I that, mean, I hope that that segment wasn't a fifty out of a hundred. You know. Ooh. Oh, well, hopefully the podcast isn't a 50 out of 100. Whoa. <laughs> right? You're right. You're so right. Remember that you can rate us. You can rate us uh, <laughs> in a dystopian. We've got two villains on this show. Hopefully that's not too many. <laughs> Leave us ratings. Leave us reviews. We'd love it. Make sure it's not 5 out of 10. 10 out of 10, please. And if you have any segments, <laughs> send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City, our YouTube, Segment City. And we'd like to give a big thank you to someone in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She's swinging around. She's got aerial studs. She's punching she, Green Goblin in the throat. And she did our she, intro music. Oh, in the throat, you say. Mm-hmm. You choose, Spider. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My beautiful singing voice. I'll never perform on the top of Chrysler ever again. Ouchie. 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 Anyway, now we're going to end with list of unusual deaths 
We are up to Claudius Drasusus, who is a woman who lived in 20 AD. According to Suetonius, Claudius Drasusus, the eldest do- the eldest son, I thought this was a woman, this is actually his son. Um, the, the eldest son of the future Roman Emperor Claudius died while playing with a pair. Can you guess what? <laughs> he's going to die while playing with a pair? Did he now choke you, on it? What? You, okay, so you think he's... So having tossed the pair high in the air... He caught it in his mouth oh, when no. it came back, oh, no. but he choked on it, oh, dying no. of asphyxia. So you're you're correct, but in a dumb way because I you're, think you're pre pre Heimlich pre Heimlich era pears are big unless pears these are were large. like s- small. Just went right down his gullet. They were probably the size of figs back then. I don't know. Oh, Things no. have gotten. Have you ever seen uh, bananas before we domesticated them? They were tiny. It's all little guys, and they used to be all little seeds. Huh. Or big seeds. It was like 90% seed. Anyway, that's a fun little fact <laughs> for you at the end of this podcast. Thank Don't choke on any banana listening. seeds before our next show. We'll miss you very much. Very much.